Hello, and welcome to the Ark of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, and we are here once again. It's our second episode. Technically, yes. Second um, episode. Yeah. Hopefully, everybody tuned in for our epic two-parter. Oh, yeah. Uh, of our favorites of 2019, it's both TV and movies. And a little bit of music thrown in there. Yeah, a little bit of music. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some TV for sure today. Yes. But the main thing on the agenda is getting our Oscar predictions down on paper so that after they air, we can have bragging. We, we can decide what the what the reward is it as we go through this. But anyways. We should make a bet. Yes. We've done this for the last two years? Or definitely the, we did it last year. I know we did it last year. I yeah. feel like we did a version of it. The year prior. Probably, But we yeah. didn't go as deep on, on the Oscars. Certainly didn't write it down two years ago. Definitely not. But Didn't um, do a good job of writing as, it down last year either. As we mentioned in our previous episode or episodes, uh, great year for both movies and TV. So we'll, 2020, like the slate right now, not that excited. We could, we'll definitely probably do a most anticipated oh, at some yeah. point. We, need, we haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, but... I, it would be a hard list to make at this point. I would like to maybe just wait for some more stuff to be announced, but we'll see. Um, and we we are going to see our first movie of 2020. Yes. Um, later tonight. More on that a Do little a later. Bit. Okay. Uh, so where do you you want to talk about? Where do you want to go? You want to straight up do predictions from the top? Or yeah, let's do you you predictions. Wanna... We can talk about what I watch later. It's fine. Okay. I have to remember something. So we I got watch. our nominations. I assume you've looked at them. Some of this, I'm sure you're going to be winging it. No. Okay, you haven't even looked. Going in blind. So, you don't know, for instance, that one of our uh, more hotly debated films... 11 Oscars nominations. So, you do know that. I mean, you see the, the headlines... The most, of, the most of any film this year. Yeah. What's that say about that movie, man? I, I don't know. What's that say about <laughs> Hollywood? I, it's, it, we'll, we'll get into it, because it okay. definitely shook things up as far as where I think we're, we're headed some of these so i am i'm going off of imdbs and the way they have it structured and i'm going to the very bottom and we're going to scale back up this is how i'm going to know what it is without having to write down too much okay, okay? this is my system so with that in mind we're actually going to start with a huge category best international feature film whoa and the nominees are corpus christi honeyland Less Miserables. I think it is specifically Miserables, not... Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Okay. Uh, Pain and Glory, which uh, was my number 11, tied with Marriage Story. And uh, and then you have my number one, Parasite, nominated for Best International Feature. What are you going with? I'll go with Parasite. Okay, good pick. Oh, we're on the same page, obviously. obviously. I'm, not, I'm not assuming something crazy is going to happen. But I will say my secret dream... Because spoiler alert, Parasite's also up for Best Picture. Is that when they do the international feature category, it goes to Pain and Glory. Because the second that happens, you know Parasite's winning Best Picture. Okay. But I do fear that it's probably going to get the Roma treatment, as we mentioned, and it'll win an international feature, but it won't actually make Best Picture, which is what it deserves. Uh, but Bong Joon Ho is up for Best Director. We'll get to that in a minute. So, next category. These, you're probably just guessing on title alone. We're just going to, these are wild cards, total wild cards. Best live action short film. We got something called Brotherhood. We have uh, Nefta Football Club. Hmm. Saria, 
not Syria, Saria, with, with an A, or Saraya, maybe. The Neighbor's Window, and Unsur. I, I can't, I'm butchering that. I'll go with the neighborhood, the neighbor's window, Alex. The neighbor's window. Okay. And again, we're winging it. Going with Brotherhood, just because the poster looks pretty cool. I okay. Think. Yeah. Okay. And you know, we're brothers. You could have, you know, good to know that's where your mind goes. Not, not towards Brotherhood, but, uh, well, I think of Here's the neighbor's window. You don't I want to hang of, out with your brother. I think of the, the Aryan Brotherhood when I hear Brotherhood, or like Assassin's Fair Creed. Enough, it does look like it may be about something of that nature. Mm-hmm. But as we know, anything, anything ger- Germanic and/or Holocaust or uh, of the Jewish persuasion tends to do well, because mm-hmm. a lot of Academy members are like, I didn't watch it, but yeah. yeah. The one about the Holocaust. I, I that think, one. I think a lot of the Academy members are like Mike White and um, uh, Orange County. Well, didn't read it all. A lot of big words in there. I gave you an A. <laughs> like, that's just what half of the Academy oh, is. Oh, God. Maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> somebody, somebody tell me better. for a rewatch. Oh, my soon. God, dude. It's so good. Yes. Okay. Best animated short film. We have Daughter, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable. And sister. I'm going to go hair love. Hair love on the books. Hair love. All right. It does look pretty adorable. Check it. Check that out. There oh, you go. okay. You might be sneaking in there. I'm going to go with memorable because it looks like it might be claymation. Maybe, uh, maybe it'll sneak in there. I'm trying to keep the, the scribbles away from the mic. Hopefully it's not picking up. Sorry, guys, if it is. Don't but, worry. I got your back up. Oh, you're keeping them? I'll keep it too, yeah. Okay. If well, you want to cut down on the scribbling, I that mean... That would be fantastic. Yeah, let's just do that. We'll keep it going. You got you got the... Yeah, I'm basically, so the far. system's going to be, if it's both of us together, it's just one thing. If it's separate, mine is going to be first, because it's my phone, my notes, your, your pick we'll will be second. cross-reference this with the structure I'm doing for the list. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to Best Animated Feature Film. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I think that's the third or fourth one. Didn't see it. I Lost My Body, which is on Netflix and I haven't gotten to yet. I hear it's incredible. Klaus, which is also on Netflix. Uh, Missing Link, which won the Golden Globe, if that matters to you. And uh, Toy Story 4 from Pixar. I want to go with the only one I saw, Klaus. It was good? Oh, God, it was good, yeah. Okay. I loved it. Um, The only one I have seen is Toy Story 4. Uh, but I'm going to go with I Lost My Body. Actually. I Lost My Body. Yeah, I think that might be the secret Netflix win of the evening. Because I, I don't know. We'll see how things shake out. But they put out a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. But the way things are going so far, I don't know if they're going to be as competitive as maybe we thought. Okay. Moving on to Best Documentary Short Subject. Okay. All right. In the Absence... Looks like that is from Korea. Uh, learning to skateboard in a war zone. Parentheses, if you're a girl. <laughs> okay. Life overtakes me. St. Louis Su- Superman. Excuse me, I thought it said Supreme. But St. Louis Superman. St. Louis Superman. St. Louis. I don't know. St. Louis. Walk, run, cha-cha. What are you going with? Oh. Um, <laughs> Again, that's in Life the- overtakes me. Life overtakes me. Which uh, apparently is on Netflix. Uh, 
learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. That's what okay. I'm going to do. All right. Winging it on those. Documentary feature. I have not seen any of these. It depends on what they are. I might have seen one. American Factory. That's my vote, by the way. Okay. That's the one that was produced by the Obamas. Um, and it's on Netflix. And I need to watch it still. Uh, For Sama, Honeyland, The Cave, and The Edge of Democracy. Now, Honeyland, I think, is a double nominee in far, or in international feature. So that that might be the the one to go with, I'm telling you. But I'm saying American Factory because I think more people have seen it. But Honeyland has a lot of energy around it. So if you, if you want to go there. Okay. So we'll split on that one. Let's see who comes out victorious. Best Achievement in Visual Effects, 1917, Avengers Endgame. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, The Irishman, and The Lion King. 1917. Um, I need to see it. I, I hadn't seen it already. I don't think it came anywhere near here. I am, I'm going this weekend. But specifically the category of visual effects, I think that's... So would you would you put it up for editing over visual effects? Well, we're not we're not talking about editing, but I'm just saying I don't see I Star Wars kind of historically most of these nothing's I don't think any of the new trilogy has picked no. up any technicals that I'm aware of. The Irishman though, the kind of some people went for the de-aging, some people really said it didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it being really divisive, I don't see that happening. I mean, that's the main feature of its visual effects, even though they made a lot of to-do about how revolutionary it was and like the setups and all the crazy stuff they did to get that. And then, of course, I think I recently saw there was like the guy who does all the deep fake stuff mm-hmm. videos just did his version of like how he would have done it. And it was kind of astounding where it was like, oh, why didn't you guys just hire this guy? Yeah. Like, I mean, and I shoot think he it was and give him like, his time. I think he was doing a scene in isolation, obviously, yeah. or whatever, but it was pretty amazing. Um, and it's like, wow, they spent a lot of money to do what this guy did with like whatever software he's probably written the code for himself you know mm-hmm. um anyways so with all that in mind i'm gonna go 1917 okay. just because i now that i think about it i'm like i think it may sweep technicals maybe on a march towards it winning best picture i don't know but i think at the very least it's gonna it's gonna pick up quite a few here's the thing i though. say that again sight unseen i, I wish i could be vouching for it a you little haven't more. but you haven't watched anything on how it's made um, not specifically. I mean, I, I, what? You know, but you know the premise, right? Of course, yes. No, I know the technical achievement that it is. That's why I'm assuming blanket across the board, it's probably going to take most of it. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, you, yeah, I think you go visual effects and you think, oh, well, what are we manipulating to go digital? But the fact that Sam Mendes has, you know, a camera in front of a guy running and that camera hands off to a crane that then keeps going and it's all one shot and everything else in it is real. There's no green screen. I feel like hopefully that would, you know, stick in the minds of people who are watching it. It's like, this isn't a green screen backdrop or, you know, de-aging thing that it's real in front of the camera and look at what he does by not cutting away. Yeah. Look at those visuals and how that tells that story. So that's why I'm going with it. Okay. So, we'll see. I mean, it would be nice, even though I wouldn't necessarily agree with it, like, if Endgame snuck in here, because it would be one of its few chances to kind of recognize it. I thought, I and thought, I thought that, they got... And I thought the visual effects were great. But I thought they got the, something already, Marvel, like, a couple years ago, like Black Panther or something no, got a they've visual had, effect. they've had yeah. wins here and there, but no, I'm saying specifically for Endgame, because conceivably it 
would have been up for maybe Best Picture. They campaigned for like Downey Jr. for Best Actor, mm-hmm. but it just didn't really happen. Yeah. So I was like, it would be cool for them to get it, but I, I don't necessarily see it happening. Let's move along to sound editing. Again, 1917, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I'm going Ford versus Ferrari, specifically because I've heard the sound editing and or mixing is amazing. Um, and that's kind of the highlight of the movie. And I think seeing it up against the types of movies that it's against in that category, you know, mm-hmm. I, I could see that sneaking in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ford versus Ferrari for, for editing. I'm going to go 1917 again for sound. Okay. Mixing. Here's where I'm going to go 1917. Okay. Um, you also have Ad Astra. It's lone nomination. Bullshit. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Joker. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to go Ad Astra. Okay. Wild. Kind of a wild card pick. Yeah. But, you know. Miracles do happen. Best achievement in music. It, it could happen. I was, it could happen. What, what, sorry. Well, earlier today I was putting something up in, behind the teleline, and the new senior teller just did this for a minute. I was like, oh, you see one, Roger? You see one? <laughs> she started laughing at me. Like I was like, I'm so Kevin's, glad you get that reference. Kevin's waving his arms uh, as, as if to, to represent an angel. Mm-hmm. So You got an angel with you right now. Oral just medium. <laughs> you need to... You need to tell people what you're doing. Okay. Best achievement in music written for a motion picture. This is original song. Are you ready? Oh, so original song is what I need to put on this? Yes. Okay, I'm only going to write the whole best achievement, yada, yada, yada. I'm just reading that for the lovely people at home, okay? okay. I'm trying to keep this official. God okay. damn it. Breakthrough by Diane Warren. Uh, oh, it's from the movie Breakthrough, excuse me. The song is I'm Standing With You. Okay. From Frozen 2 <laughs> Into the Unknown. Kristen Anderson Lopez, Robert Lopez, uh, from Harriet, Stand Up, that's Cynthia Erivo, uh, who's also up for Best Actress, Joshua Brian Campbell, uh, from Rocket Man, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, by Elton John and Bernie Taupin, uh, and from Toy Story 4, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, by Randy Newman. Mr. Randy Newman. Which is great. Great it song is? in the movie, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm Going to Love Me Again, Elton John, for the Oscar. Elton John and Bernie. That's definitely going to... I feel like that's a shoe-in. I don't know if they're going to perform live. That's also interesting to see what they do with that. Now we are on to original score for 1917. Thomas Newman for Joker, Hilder... I'm so sorry. Hilder. We're just going with Hilder. Hilder. I don't want to butcher okay, her last fine. name. Uh I actually really do like that score. Little Women uh, from Alexandre Desplat. I think we've gotten to say that every single year we've done the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It's always up. Uh, for Marriage Story, Mr. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. <laughs> and uh, John Williams, uh, I think it's like his four billionth nomination. Something four like billionth and one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Hilder, actually. I, Joker. I think it may like it is kind of that that Johnny Greenwood esque type nomination where it's like that's kind of a cool one. The cooler one would be to have Daniel Lopatine for uh, Uncut Gems, which didn't get a single fucking Oscar nomination. We're talking about that when we talk about you what know what grinds my gears. Yes. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. Uh, 
We're going to call that, what are you yeah, thinking with so, Noah? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Hilder uh, for Joker. Me too. I just think, I think it's a, she did win the Golden Globe. That's good traction. The other ones are very pretty traditional nominees. I, I don't see them like John Williams. This was your grand achievement. <laughs> the th- the third of the, the th- he scored all he scored all nine of them right right yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, you're doing your best work back at Duel of the Fates, man. You're really knocking it out of the park back. Do you ever see that video? The two like the two students that come out and they just start playing the 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 march or whatever outside of his house on like the trumpet. Oh yeah, yeah and he comes out. And he comes out. And he's like, keep he's going. A, I'm like, he's that's a sweetheart. That's yeah. awesome, man. You kind of make me want to vote for him, but I'm sticking with Hilder. That's oh no, that's going. fine. Okay, I agree. Uh, now we are on to achievement in makeup, and or hairstyling. Ooh. 1917 bombshell Joker. Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Maleficent. Maleficent. What did I just say? Maleficent. Malevolent. I don't know. <laughs> well, I said Maleficent. That's you just said story. it a weird way. That's all. I probably did. You put the wrong it's emphasis not, uh, on the wrong uh, That's not what I'm picking. Uh, I'm going to go with Bombshell, actually, in this category, because everybody can't get over the Charlize Theron, Megyn Kelly transformation. Uh maybe joker sneaks in here if it does i again i think joker's one best picture if we start to see like joker throughout the I'm night joker with. just like ticking stuff off it might happen but i'm going bombshell in this category what you going with joker joker mm-hmm. all right <laughs> i mean yeah no i mean what i i like the design but it's like i it's what are, not so much the his makeup i'm thinking of like everybody in the in the movie okay you know Murray and and Mr. Um, Murray, uh, uh, Marin and and Wayne, Alfred, all of them, like just Marin just came in, like yeah. he just <laughs> they just put a suit on him. That's the yeah, only thing I know. Changed. Well, like, apparently they cut like he had a walk and talk, and they cut it out. And he's like that doesn't serve anything. Like it doesn't serve a purpose. We got to cut it. And he's like, all right, so yeah, okay. Costume design. Are you good? You got all? Are you keeping track of this? All right, I'm being detailed. I'm not making any more mistakes like last year. Costume design. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And The Irishman. I'm going Hollywood. I'm just... I was going to see... Let me see if there's any famous names I recognize in here. Like known costume designers. Uh, I'm going to go with Hollywood as well, man. I don't think I'm going to join you on that one. Okay. Achievement in production design. 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time, Parasite, Irishman. What does this pertain to, production design? Like, just overall? The mise-en-scene, the design. I'm, I'm going with Hollywood because of the recreation of that yeah. period of time. Like, yeah. and as the, much the as, amount of exteriors. Yeah, I mean, as that. much as I would want to do, like, the, I get the design is what you see on but film, not how you made it. So, the, yeah. That's what I'm going Again, these are what we expect to win. We're trying to, like get points here this is not necessarily what i want to win i'll announce some of those in this case parasite would actually i would maybe say edges it out for me because the production design is so inherent to like the storytelling gotcha it does so much character building everything just the way like certain environments are designed okay that makes so like but hollywood's right there with it and again i love the look of that movie so like yeah i'm fine with either of those but again i haven't seen jojo rabbit yet and i've yet to see 1917 so maybe i would feel stronger but uh, now we're into editing. Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, um, Parasite, The Irishman, and Jojo Rabbit. 
I haven't mentioned it yet. I rewatched Joker literally the Sunday before Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. I told you I wanted to rewatch it after we talked about it, and I was like, I was going to give it one more shot. My opinion has not changed much, but in this particular category, I don't think it's a particularly well edited movie. This one seems like kind of a, I don't know why it's in this category. I'm surprised it got a nom. But again, it's got so many other technicals that I didn't expect necessarily. Uh, this is one of those weird ones where I'm going to go with my, my heart and my gut. And let's just give it to Thelma Schumacher for cool. the Irishman. Irishman. That's what I Even though know. Parasite is all, also I would love to see win here, but just give it to Thelma. Again, the totality of that movie and the fact that, again, for me, in a theater and at home, the three and a half hours feels like it goes by yeah, that's, and a shot the, yeah, that's the is whole, incredible. Yeah, like, no, that's, that was been, yeah. that's been my thing I've said about it since the beginning. It's, she is the key that makes almost all of his movies work to the extent that they do and like allows him to work with a crazy runtime and mm-hmm. make it manageable and find the like story and core that you need in it. And that yeah. is, he would tell you too, a hundred percent her totally. and like her bringing a whole other type of authorship to it after all the footage has been exactly you know, brought yeah. to her. So, uh, yeah, I want Thelma to win. That's, that's my pick. It may not happen, but this is one of my, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Cinematography. Go ahead and mark it down. Mark it, mark it, dude. Mark it eight, dude. Roger fucking Deacons for 1917. This is a shoe win. Yep. This is a strong bet. This is good money. As soon okay. as I saw him pop up on a little feature I watched but, before uh, Star Wars, I was like, this this is it. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles, though. Joker is up. Yeah. Good looking movie. Good lo- I, really I will good. stand by that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Amazing looking movie. Probably the best of the Robert Richardson collaborations, honestly, thus far. And they continue to get, like, I mean... Really, when you go back, the strongest one I still say of the first like chunk of Tarantino, Jackie Brown on mm-hmm. Blu-ray. What a gorgeous movie! The close-ups and just the oh, yeah. like the grain and everything. Uh, yeah, and Once Upon a Time gets back to that in a, in a very cool way. It's more slow and bonkers. Uh, but this was where I was so excited though because the Lighthouse snuck in a nomination, which is pretty amazing. So, uh, yeah. But I, I sadly don't think it's actually going to win. I'm going to go with the smart money on Deacons. Pulling it out. Uh, adapted screenplay. Mr. Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. Todd Phillips and Scott Silver for Joker. Greta Gerwig for Little Women. Steve Zalian for The Irishman. And Anthony McCartan for The Two Popes. I don't think the Joker screenplay is very good. This is another one that I don't understand why it's nominated here. I think the screenplay is one of the weakest parts of the movie. I don't know where you adapt it from anyway. Like, I don't know where you Because it's technically based economy. on a pre-existing okay. property. Okay. I think it's the, like... <clears throat> excuse me. I think, for instance, if Endgame was to be nominated, it would be an adapted, even though it's not like a specific story arc. I mean, it's I'm sure yeah, I'm versions sure. of it and amalgams over the years, but... Uh, this is a, a this is one. a weird one. Like, because original screenplay is always my favorite category, but adapted is a little weird and is usually a good indicator of what's might be going for best picture. Um, there's controversy around the Irishman, just for like realism's sake. So that always kind of plays weird in mm-hmm. terms of adapted. 
Again, I don't like Joker, but it could eke it out here. I'm going to go very wishful thinking, and the fact that she did not get a directing nomination, she is up for Best Picture, and she's one of the few female nominees, and the fact that I've heard, still having not seen it, that Little Women is a like a true adaptation. Like, she really does mess with the book and do interesting things and, like, incorporate other mm. things from the author, and it's like... There is a reason to make it again because I'm not doing the same rote gotcha. version of the story that people have seen. Or the so zombie I think, version that people I think, think if people, like, I, I don't know. It's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, not Little Women and Zombies. Well, <laughs> Little Women and Zombies. Wouldn't okay. it make it cooler, though? I, I, anyways, so I'm going with Greta Gerwig. Okay, Little Women. Okay. Yeah. Is that your... I'm Joker. Joker? Yeah. <laughs> Why terrible not? screenplay it's the yeah, worst no, nominee yeah, probably yeah totally okay only one i've seen though fair enough fair enough uh best original screenplay okay I'm so again if anybody wants two free cats hit us up argavi at gmail.com yeah. you guys want to get the hell out of here send them to you in a um, box with no holes poked in it okay That's i'm gonna run through best original that. screenplay and then i'm gonna chase some cats away while you talk about them yeah, so here okay. we go original screenplay nominees 1917 Boom. sam mendes and tyler wilson karen's uh knives out for Mr. Ryan Johnson, Ooh. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, and Jin Won Hun, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to have to just go ahead and give it to Hollywood, my man. I mean, <coughs> you know, that's one thing I can say that I also think is really interesting is the fact that we've had all these Tarantino movies, but like none of them are from something else. Like, sure, they may be you know like uh this is his category yeah historically mm-hmm. um the only thing he really has going against him is he's he's won it twice once for pulp and once for django if i'm not mistaken i think so yeah i'm pretty sure um so that's really the only thing working against him it seems like the obvious pick and i i'm gonna go with the smart money i'm going with tarantino here because i don't know if once upon a time has the legs to actually pull best picture but I do think it gets here and maybe, maybe gets director. But we, maybe, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so I am going to go not with... not one director? I am going to go with... Best director? No. Maybe I am going to go with Tarantino, but I, like, this is Baumbach's really only shot, and it would be where most of the marriage story love would come out, because other than that, it seems like it's Laura Dern and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so part of me wants to say Baumbach, just in case there's an upset. Um, and of course people complained about Tarantino's Golden Globe speech if you like think that people actually factor stuff like that in but at the end of the day he's always a little weird and like off-putting it's kind of his MO so like you know I don't even know what the deal is I don't even have to go listen to it or just the normal Tarantino like kind of self-congratulatory like egotistical shit and it's like he's one of those guys but like he has the shit to back it up. Yeah. Like he has the filmography and the body yeah. of work to back this? it up. I mean, so, come on, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think he's gonna take it again. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I put Hollywood down already. Okay. Already done. It's already done. No. Yeah. Back. As soon as All you right. said it was nominated. Here we go. I just had to make it official. We're into best achievement in directing. Market, dude. Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. This is. Somewhat wishful thinking, somewhat really smart. How do you spell thinking. his last name? H O. Okay. Bong. I'm just putting Ho. June J O O. Yeah. Ho. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. 
Tarantino for Once Upon a Time, Sam Mendes for 1917, he did win the Globe, if that matters to you, and fucking Todd Phillips for Joker. I'm going Tarantino. All right. That's why I asked if he'd ever won before. Going for Bong. Really hope it happens. Be very happy with Tarantino. Haven't seen 1917. Got mixed feelings about Mendy's The Man, but I like his movies for the most part. And then Todd Phillips, I get the fuck out of this category. Let, (laughs) literally, let Greta Gerwig, Joanna Hogg, Jennifer Kent, um, We get it, Noah. We get it, Noah. We get it. Dude. Seriously, no, I get, I get all it. I better movies and all better directors than Todd Phillips, and it's all just, women. We get it. <laughs> just fucking with you. I'm, I'm just stating a fact that I, I just named you five directors that I legitimately think put out better films last year than Joker. Who put out the? What happened to the Bad Batch girl? Did she do anything else after that? She, Anna Lily Amarpour. She has not uh, done another feature since but i think she's done some tv i was just thinking about that the other day she probably have something out maybe this year next hopefully year. i don't know we can check her out on imdb when i can close out this oscar list so Sounds let's good. carry on my wayward son um yeah there'll be peace when you're done okay best performance by an actor did you tarantino, you tarantino. tarantino. right all right man. actor uh, supporting actress in a supporting role florence Pugh for little women haven't seen it loved her in midsommar should have been up for best actress for that, but that's another conversation for another podcast. Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, and Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Midsummer. I'm trying to change up the titles as we move along. What are you going with? You going for Florence Pugh? Florence, yeah. Okay, terrible, terrible choice. Again, so glad she's nominated. Haven't seen the movie, um, but. It, it's Laura Dern, dude, from Marriage Story. You're going for Laura Dern? Yeah, I'm just telling you, but you already put Florence Pugh down, so no, no, I'm just you're telling go- you, you're going to lose this category. Okay, Laura Dern. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who's not related to Gabriel Byrne, right? But is related to Bruce Dern. Dern rhymes with Dern. Did you know that? Dern, Bruce Dern. Which one is he? He's the old man? He's the old man, and once upon a time, he could have been up for supporting actor for all I care for his five And that's five her... Scene brother that's her father i'm just kidding you fucking asshole <laughs> that would be a huge age gap on siblings like i would like to meet those parents <laughs> if they were just like siblings. no they're gone they're long gone okay best performance by an actor in a supporting role mr al pacino for the irishman anthony hopkins for the two popes Brad pitt for once upon a time in hollywood joe pesci for the irishman and tom hanks for a beautiful day in the neighborhood Did you, did you actually long. listen to that? You listen to that podcast, right? It's like, did that come out this year, technically? Yeah. Really high contender for best podcast of 2020. Yes, so far. dude, that was so good. Uh, yeah. Like the whole, the, that when was he's a, asking like, him about Ad Astra. So when you were playing, you, you sent me a clip of you driving, listening to no, this was, episode. No, I was seated at lunch Excuse and I thought you me. would enjoy this whole thing because okay. I hadn't seen Ad Astra yet, you but I knew you had me. and you liked it. You listening to WTF, basically, right. with DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I did not get from that little recording that it was both of them together. So when I looked up the episode and I saw that, I immediately dropped everything I was okay, doing, good. basically, for the rest of the evening. It was like, well, I'm going I'm to listen to this like right now. And yeah, great, great pod. so good, why, why can't we just get the three of those guys together like on a regular basis? Once a month will be fine, man. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that he's like, I'm just like trash mag, you know, 
fodder, man, because I have such a terrible personal life. I was like, dude, you're you're okay. He totally, but he he gets it. He's one of them. Like I've heard stories, and there's always the like crazy trash mags again. But I, I, I'm sorry, it's his year. It's happening. This is yeah. This is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Again, right. love to see Pesci, but the simple fact that he and Al are in the same category. It's not a not a good. They cancel each other out. No, that's usually how it's it happens. Usually not a good look. Um, you mean you can't tell me you can't find another supporting actor from another movie? Like that's the thing that bothers me. It's like I get it. There's multiple people that you think are good in one movie. Well, I have my like here. You... Hopkins is one of those where I'm like, I don't, I don't think Hopkins has a chance in hell. Even though he was great, I actually do. Like, that is a total performance movie. Yeah, but. It's like that slot could have gone to somebody else because we all know that it's going to be Brad Pitt. So like, yeah, well, no, um, that's what I'm saying about like the Irishman. It's but like I know it's how they do the preferential balloting and everything. Yeah, and I would agree, Irishman. It's like Pesci is the performance that everybody was so mind blown by because it was such a turn from what you expect from him in these types of movies. But Pacino, at the same time, doing like the best shit he's done in maybe like a decade. Yeah. So. You know, I'm glad they're both there because they both deserve to be in the category. But I'm also like, it also doesn't bode well because you almost never no, somebody like I mean, yeah, it's almost like they always cancel themselves out. I feel we'd have to look at this, and we really don't have time. But um, I feel like maybe the Mystic River year when Tim Robbins wins for supporting. I want to say like Bacon is also randomly I think so. nominated. I there. think yeah, I remember that. But that I'm was one mistaken. of those where it was like, well, nobody's gonna give it to Bacon for this movie. Yeah. Um, even though he's great in it, I just want to say, I still love Mr. Grover. Watch it at least once a year. We can move along now, I guess. I guess I have to do that, actually. Yeah, we can't move along. I was just going to look that up, but okay. Actress in a leading role. You can do it. Go ahead. Well, you, you're not going to be able to take your notes. So you can write it down in a second. Yeah, I can. This is lead, lead actress. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Renee Zellweger for Judy. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, and Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. She's double nominee this year. Again, Jojo Rabbit for Supporting, and here for Marriage Story. Also probably means that she will not win either. Even though the last, uh, I think the last one is Jamie Foxx for Collateral and Ray, and he won for Ray, of course. What are you looking at? Did you find it? Yeah, wrong. I was looking for the nominees. This is really not a big deal. Just curious, that's all. Okay. All right, so who are you going for for women? Uh, Best actress. The me. smart money would be on Renee Zellweger just because she's won a lot of the precursors and it's a flashy biopic, uh, which I actually have seen. Um, it's actually the only movie other than Marriage Story in this category that I have seen, Judy, which I was surprised how much I actually liked it. So part of me would not be shocked if she takes it. She has won before for supporting for Cold Mountain. Um, I forgot about Which that. is why I think I'm going to pull a wild card and say Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Okay. Because I think Best Actress is often a category, I feel like, where weird shit happens. More so, like last year, everybody thought it was going to be Glenn Close for The Wife, mm-hmm. and then Olivia Coleman comes in and takes it for The Favorite, which is what should have happened. So Yeah, I remember you going I'm on saying that. that, like, Sears has been up, I think, already like two or three times. She's like a multi-Oscar nominee. So this might might all of a sudden be her year, and it would be some, some justice for a lot of people, for Little Women getting snubbed in other areas. So I could see that happening. Okay. Best actor. 
Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, and Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who at one point this year was just the total no-brainer. The, like, dude, ain't fucking whiskey sours. Like, yeah, just give it to him. The second you're walking out of the theater, it's like, okay, he's best actor, he's best supporting, Tarantino for director, screenplay, you know, give it everything. And then some other movies have come out. It's just weird. It was weird to think about. It, like, I was already on board with, like, yeah, he could win it, even though he won for The Revenant, like, just a little bit ago. Like, people can get their heads around that. But then... My heart wants to go with Banderas, but I know it's not going to happen. And my my mind maybe wants to go with Adam Driver for Marriage Story, but I also know it ain't going to happen because it's it's the Walking Phoenix train, and this train don't stop. Um, he's gonna he's gonna fucking win Best Actor this year. Yep. Um, so this leads he, me he has to before. he has not. He has this not. is his fourth okay. nomination, which leads me. To my game that I want to play. Oh my god, dude. I, I are you be ready? so bad, dude, because like... Are you ready for this? No, because... I have no idea what I'm going to say. How many times has Leo been nominated before? It's like, this is the... This was like... You see the another nod, like... Just, oh, yeah. I know they don't mention, like, he's been nominated six times already. Like, <laughs> I know they don't do that to the losers, but it's like, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, come on. Okay. This is the game I want to play. Okay. So I need you to queue up Oscar nominees where you can scroll through by year, Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to 2010. We're going to do the decade in Joaquin Phoenix, and we're going to have an interesting conversation. So I want you to pull up for me initially the 2011 Oscars. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. So 2010 is the year of I'm Still Here, Mm -hmm. which we said, hey, one of our favorite performances of the decade. We, We basically said we could give him several of our favorites okay right so do you have the 2011 best actor nominees up there oh my Jeff God. Bridges. crazy Col- heart true grit true grit excuse me colin first first king speech winner correct javier bardem Be- beautiful franco uh 127 hours eisenberg scotial network mm-hmm. <laughs> scotial network get out of um. Okay, so the question becomes, would you put Joaquin Phoenix in that top five of that year? For that one? With, with that crop of actors, would you bump anybody out for the I'm Still Here performance? Yeah, I would. Okay. I bump Franco. It's one of the better Francos, though. Really? I don't... And Eisenberg. I, we'll take, just, just, just bump Jesse Eisenberg. For the social... No, he should have won that year. Okay. Yeah. Well, then who do you bump? I'd bump Colin Firth, maybe. <laughs> I yeah, also take the King's Speech Darcy. winning Best Picture back. But okay. why? Why would you do that to Mr. Darcy? But anyways, Darcy? so legitimately, okay. maybe at least a nominee, but I, I still out of that crop, Eisenberg, all day long. Okay. okay? So we're going to move on to the 2013 Oscars. Because in 2012, he played Freddie Quill in The Master. Mm-hmm. He was nominated... And, but he was up against Denzel Flight, Daniel Day-Lewis, Bradley Cooper, Hugh Jackman. 
DDL for what, nine? Lincoln. Lincoln. And he wins for Lincoln. That's right. I would have given it to him. Still stand by this. No, I would have given it to Joaquin for the Masters. Yeah. Still stand by this. Like, Lincoln is the obvious choice. It's the biopic. I know everybody was fascinated with how he nailed the dialect and, like, the way he played it. It's great performance. That movie is boring yes. as sin. I'm sorry. No, much of 1865 was boring. Even 1866. Until that the night of that show, okay. so it we was have, pretty boring. We have one nomination, one win on the board. For me personally. Okay. And we're not even halfway through the decade. All right. Where am I going okay, next? Let's go to the 2014 Oscars. Okay. Christian Bale. Just American roll. Hustle. American Hustle. I didn't know if it was that or the fighter. Chiwoto. Edgio for 12 Years a Slave. McConaughey. Dallas Buyers Club. Winner. DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, Bruce Dern. Nebraska. It's a good category. Run through them one more time for me. Bruce Dern, Nebraska, Leo Wolf of Wall Street, McConaughey, Dallas Buyers, Chihuahua. Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Yeah, him. 12 Years a Slave and uh, American Hustle, Christian Bale. Okay, I would drop Christian Bale. Yeah, for that movie, yes. And I would put Joaquin in specifically for his performance in Her. Okay. Which I thought he was nominated for, so I'm a little confused. But anyways, uh, 2015 Oscars. Whoa, dude, this guy works a lot. <laughs> Keaton for Birdman. Doesn't get it, sadly. Red he Bane. had to put his acceptance speech back in his pocket. Do you remember that? Yeah. They caught it on film, too. That it was sucks. very awkward. Um, Eddie Redmayne, Theory of Everything. Winner. Benedict Cumberbatch, Imitation Game. Bradley Cooper, American Sniper. Steve Carell, Foxcatcher. Um... Drop any number of those people. <laughs> um, 100% Larry Doc Sportello from Inherent Vice. Come on. Yeah. Okay. 2018 Oscars. Lay it on me. Daniel Day-Lewis. Timothy Chalamet. 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 Where Chalamet. have you been? Chalamet. fucking rock for the last like year. Daniel. Chalamet, dude. Chalamar. Dan- Timothy Chalamar. Uh, Call me by your name. Yes. And his name is... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. 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 Denzel. Gary Oldman. Who you drop? Um, it's Denzel for Fences. Is that right? Roman J. Israel Esquire. Ah. You, Which, this is the year of the disaster artist. Where, again, I'm yes. convinced that it was going to be Franco. Uh-huh. All of the Me Too stuff happened. And then Denzel all of a sudden appears where he hadn't really been on any of these lists. I love Roman J. Israel. I love whenever he goes outside of his like normal Denzel persona. And that movie is him totally nailing it. And I really, really liked it. Um, but I would 100% drop him that particular year. For You were never really here. Like, come on. I can't believe he to, wasn't nominated. Are you talking for nomination or he should have won? I mean, that was my favorite acting performance of the year. Okay, I really like Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Excuse me, no. Yes, let's not go for the win. But okay, at least but you would at least a nomination. Because it should have been Kaluuya. And who was it, actually? I don't know. 2018, you just had it up. Oh, at Oldman. Why do we not Oldman, Gary Oldman, for, of course. Darkest Hour. Yeah. Which, again, I never saw that movie. It seems like an Oh, yeah, it's like Rockwell won for supporting. Yes, three billboards. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
We can pretty much stop there, but just to remind everybody, he has made uh, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, uh, which was also 2018. Uh, Mary Magdalene, which I still haven't seen. The Sisters Brothers, which is a ton of fun, personally speaking. But my, I say all of this to basically try and articulate, I think the guy should have like won one by now already. And, and that's why you think I they're giving it all this love? I want you to take all of those performances that we just talked about and compare them to the Joker performance. You're tell asking me, me, tell me as a micro- where you think where you think the Joker performance ranks among right behind. You were never really there, never really the here. here. You refuse to say it correctly. I say it wrong all the time, okay. just because. Right so behind, would that be your number one? Yes, of his performances. Okay, I mean my number one performance of all time is Johnny Cash. I love him as that. Okay, that's when I first started to realize. Wait a minute, who is this guy? Like I kind of knew of him. But, like, until that, I was like, let me go back and look at him and, like, see some stuff it, he's done. I think it was specifically Signs where I, like, that, truly fell in love. And I was like, who's this I guy? Have tried to I watch, like his energy. I've tried to watch Glass, started. like, three times, dude. Yeah. I keep getting to, like, new parts and I fall asleep. Like, I try. Well. It's good. I love everything oh, I'm okay. seeing. I'm so happy with it. It's just I'm, I get tired. We gotta go back. We have to go back one more time. Okay, so I'm pretty well convinced he's gonna win, though. And I just I give me the noms for best picture. I just feel like it's one that we're. I mean, I know everybody's enamored and loves the performance, and I think he's great in it. I just I think I've seen like three or four other performances that I would put head and shoulders above this. And for me, as like a, I guess like a hardcore Joaquin head, it's on the lower end of like my favorites at this point. I've well, seen if it anything, twice. If anything, it's compelling, but I feel like it's the thing where some people, to a lot of mass audiences, they don't know who the fuck he is. Like maybe they know him from Signs, but they probably more know him as like isn't he that weird dude who like decided to become a rapper and like kind of lost his shit for a while and like you know because mm-hmm. what what movie did i name that's like was a big mainstream hit exactly of the last day that's what i'm saying <clears throat> so that's why i'm like if anything you do this and like it would be awesome if in like the dopest fashion you know he's like thanks i've been at it for a while go check my other shit out i got to go and that's that or like he doesn't even show up like that'd be that the would dopest be, thing that would be actually a really cool move he, yeah. he he's going to do something weird yeah. I can tell you that. That's going to be interesting and compelling. What if he came back out with the huge beard and like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm now I'm officially up. retired. No, but like, no, what if he comes back out and like, what's his face is following him with a camera again? Like, they're just doing this all over again. The start of the next, next decade, he's back to his old tricks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit, though? That would be Come pretty on. incredible. Okay, right, we have the- one last category. It's called Best Picture. Maybe you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. 1917, Ford versus Ferrari. Kind of surprised to see it up here. Me too. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. How many fucking nominations? The Irishman. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You have not named that many people in any other category, but yet this thing gets 11 nominated, like 11 different... It doesn't make any fucking sense. Nine movies. Nine movies? Why are there not nine entries for all the, like... Well, I'm of the... What I would love for them to do, just bump it to six. For the acting categories. Yeah. Just throw in one more, like, hey, nice to show that person some love. Who does it hurt? Quibono. 
Who benefits? Everybody. No, yeah, everybody benefits. <laughs> but here's the thing: from then on, whenever they do like TV spots and TV slot, like and like movie stuff, somebody has to put in Academy Award nominee, so and so. And like, if you're working with someone who's won, you have to be that guy in the trailer. That's like, oh, Brad Pitt was nominated, but he hasn't won. But like Anthony Hopkins, look at him. You know, it has to do that. So maybe okay. it's just like a, you know what? It might be a SAG it's a thing. Giant ego. It's a SAG out. thing. That's what, what it is. Okay, too many nominees for you. We got that. Yeah. What's what's taking it, man? Man, I don't know, dude. Like, I want, I really want to see 19 set. Can we list? Can we like? When, how long we got until like they, these things come out? There's, it's happening pretty soon. Like it's when? It's like early February. All right, so I need to go see 1917. Yeah, I mean, that really I is feel the like, dangling. Like, yeah. I feel like I want to table this one until I can see it. I feel like this is a, it's definitely a front runner. Let's, let's narrow it down to the front runners. Okay. How about we do that? That, that You're right. comfortable with that? We got everything else on the books? Did you I, write down the last category? Are you kidding me, dude? Come on, man. Best actor Joker. All right. You weren't picking anybody else, were you? No. Exactly. Okay. 1917. Definitely think it's on the table. Yeah. Definitely think it's on the table. Ford versus Ferrari. Not a chance in hell. Jojo Rabbit. That's one of those that could weirdly sneak in here. I wouldn't call it a front runner. I would call it a, it's a, a fencer. It's or a crash. Like a front, it, I don't know how I feel about equating it to crash necessarily. No, but, a crash is in like crash just kind of like came out of nowhere. And you're like, huh? But I don't know that it would... Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm going with it, sure. Joker. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a frontrunner. Unfortunately, I do think it's a frontrunner simply based on the fact that, again, it has 11 Oscar nominations, the most of any movie this year. <sighs> Little Women. I don't, it's just not going to happen. I haven't seen the movie, but I just, I, it's not going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Also, sorry too. It's going to be a rough night in the Gerwig Baumbach house because I don't think Marriage Story has a chance either. I've, I felt like there was a lot of momentum behind it when it first like dropped on Netflix and it was kind of zeitgeisty. And then I feel like that's kind of completely faded. I yeah. don't think, I think like it is a throwback where it's like if we were having these awards like in like 79. Hundred percent. So in like nineteen, well, so like in twenty twenty five, people look back and be like, "Damn, dude, Marriage Story should have won that shit." I I don't think it's that movie. Because again, I for the most part, if anything up here other than Joker wins Best Picture, I'm kind of okay with it to round out the nominees once again. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely yeah. Those are my top three: nineteen seventeen Joker and Hollywood. I would like to see nineteen seventeen before I put a stamp on what I think would work. Parasite and The Irishman again. My heart, my number one of the year was Parasite. I do genuinely think it is the best picture, but I really feel like they're going to give it international feature and it's not going to make a dent here. So, and as much as like the Irishman, I thought had a lot of like, you know, it was going to be Marty's year kind of thing, energy around it again. I don't think, I think that's dissipated as well. So I really think we're talking, like you said, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, 1917, and maybe Parasite. So, this is where we're going to play the wild card pick, and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope to die that something that's completely unprecedented and has never happened before happens, which is that Parasite wins both international feature and best picture of the fucking year, because that's what it is. So, again, it could happen. 
Hey, as it could as Brandon Flowers taught us, dreams come true. Okay, yes they do. Dreams come true. All right. Yeah, I can I can get by. You going with Joker? You fucker! I told you I don't want to make a choice. Want, so you're holding. Out. I want to go watch 1917. Gavin will you tell me too. off, Mike. I'll hold him to the honor system. Yeah. He'll have to tell me before the broadcast, and he'll have yeah. to fucking stick to it. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So we got them all logged. When are you going to go see 1917? This weekend, Saturday morning. Let's do that. Give me a minute. Let me get down here in the afternoon. Let's go do that Saturday because I'm going to be hanging out down here Saturday night watching the fight. So let me get down here and go to an afternoon show, 1917, you and me. Let's do that. Well, I'm going with a buddy so you can join us for oh. sure. No oh, problem. You're hanging out with Brendan all the time now? You just I'm going just... with my buddy Will. Oh, but, uh, you're can he save know. a seat for somebody? I mean, I haven't, I haven't reserved them yet. Okay, so... well, can you make sure somebody's not in my seat this time? Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, we, we have uh, we, thirty minutes to get over to yeah. the uh, the other one. We're gonna twenty minutes now. We're gonna we gotta get. Yeah, to... no, we actually need to leave pretty soon. Yeah. So I think we, um, we need to tease lying. it. Well, hold on a second. Those were our Oscar predictions. Yes. We'll be back after the ceremony. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the next yeah. episode. We record blah 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 blah. We have it down on paper. This was probably really fucking boring for probably. a lot of people. But if you stuck with us this long, we appreciate it. Thanks. We're switching over to the TV arc real quick. We both watched the first two episodes of The Outsider. Fucking shit, man, we did. Spoiler alert. Yes. We will say really quick. Okay, it's based on a Stephen King book. It's being adapted by Richard Price, the guy who gave us The Night Of on HBO, and apparently a lot of really good books that now I want to read after watching two episodes of the show. It stars Jason Bateman. Okay. It stars Jason Bateman. It does. (laughs) And then uh, Mr. Ben Mendelsohn, one of my favorite working actors. I mean, Jason Bateman's up there as well, but Ben Mendelsohn's one of my absolute also favorites. Also directed by Jason uh, Bateman, the first two episodes. The first two episodes, yes. Uh, Cynthia Revo has not joined the story proper yet, but very excited to see yes, her. Yes, me too. And then we have just a ton of fucking awesome character actors. It centers on a child murder in Georgia, which uh, has some conflicting evidence, but basically Jason Bateman's character has been apprehended and is accused of the crime, but there is evidence to the contrary because... He was 70-something miles away when the murder occurred. How can someone be in two places at once? The okay. DNA matches. That's the setup. Now, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop listening. And I will also say as a further spoiler alert, don't start watching this show unless you can watch the first two hours as if it's a two-hour movie. You need to watch them back-to-back. Don't space it out. Don't space it out. They didn't want you to. That's why they released them together. Because we get a, pretty much what I expected from this show in the first episode the vibe i'm expecting yeah yeah totally everything but things are moving like at a pretty brisk pace where you're kind of like there's 10 episodes of this shit like where where are we going not it's not too deep into the second episode either right it's not like the end it's like maybe the midpoint literally maybe like like, 10 15 minutes in yeah um jason bateman's character is being transported to the courthouse and a, a crazed gunman comes up, a, a member of the family of the child who has been murdered, whose family has basically fallen apart around him, kills two cops, point blank, and also shoots Bateman and injures some other people, including Mendelssohn, if I'm not mistaken. He could take a leg shot, maybe. No, ba- Bateman takes the leg shot. The other officer, the female also takes one, one in the neck. Not even in the neck. Like, it just pierces through the yes. neck, but it's like the way he was standing, it hit him just enough. That was a brutal yeah, shocker, dude, because, like, he's... You're like on the ground with him, and then the next shot is Mrs. So and So. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, no, because you're God like, oh, he's punch. gonna survive this, right? He's just gonna yeah. be injured or whatever. And then you're like, oh, oh, this oh, that was his, dead. Those were his dying words. Oh shit. So yeah, 
Jason Bateman is checked out. Now, given the fact that the first episode had some flashbacks and stuff, and played with he's, time a bit, he's going to be. I assume more, we'll yeah. see him a little bit more, but I don't think he's going to be like throughout the thing. Even though no. his character seems very important to the proceedings, so I we're both very intrigued. Yeah, I I was given, so intrigued. I quit ahead. reading the IMDb description of the book because I was starting to read like, okay, what is going on here? And then I the preview came up for the next episode. They introduced the female. I was reading her name in there. I was like, I'm done. Not not know what? I'm not looking at this. I want this show to surprise me. I want yes. to talk about it with Noah as it happens. I don't want to know anything about it. So I'm fucking, I'm on board. Yeah. So we really don't have anything else to say about the first two episodes other than it's super atmospheric. All the acting is fantastic. Uh, the writing's great. And the mood of it is exactly what I want from an early in the year mystery thriller. This right where True Detective kind of released Oh, yeah, definitely. Year. Totally scratching that itch. And then the the other thing, though. You know, True Detective has always danced on the edge of possible supernatural elements, but it's never totally quite gone there. Totally supernatural. This is fucking bro. Stephen King, so yes, all bets are off. Very excited to see where it goes. We'll bring you sporadic coverage throughout the season, and I, I mean, we're both going to watch it. We'll definitely do some sort of season wrap up at the end of things. Definitely. Okay. Um, one other TV note, and then we will get out of here very quickly. Uh, I started watching Succession. I know I'm late to the party. Me too. Well, what a fucking great show! Oh my I'm god, I'm totally yes. digging it. Um, but yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that. Okay. Now, I don't know if you're going to hear it on the end of this episode. I don't know if you're going to hear it coming soon. I don't know if it's going to be a mini-episode. I don't know. But all I do know is we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Because it's Cause bad boys for life. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we just keep doing the whole thing. I gotta say, together. I don't know how I feel about this new remix yet. I, I've been going back to the, the Bad Boys 2 era. I've been going back to Tail the Feather. Bay of Lynch Bad Boys that you've made that I want okay. you to just keep doing that stuff Maybe when we'll you drop make it music. In. But we, this is a Thursday night. We're going to an early screening of Bad Boys for Life, the third Bad Boys film. Uh, we are very, very excited. Amped. Uh, yes. It's and, early. And Usually we, this is a dead zone. Yeah. Hopefully that does not portend doom for this. We've been waiting a while. It's been, what, 17 years? Yes, 17, 17 years. 17 years. Which um, is on par, if not can, longer can than they the first Can they recapture the magic? I think so, based on these trailers. Yes. I, I, again, Gemini Man was a rough beat for our boy. So let's see. I mean, I didn't see it. I just know that like it barely got a release and it didn't make a lot of money. I do want to watch it now that it's on, even though it's not the proper way to watch it. All that yeah. Stuff. But uh, yeah, so we're about to go see Bad Force for Life. We're going to um, say bye right now. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Got to go. Got to go.